Welcome to Actual Advisor Value, the behind the scenes look at how fiduciary financial advisors enrich baby boomers' lives. I'm Taylor DeMars, a third generation financial advisor and certified financial planner, making a positive impact on hundreds of retirees. Join me to hear short, specific stories of how I address the issues baby boomers like you face and consider could this help me or someone I know? Let's talk about taxes. So many things we could talk about, but today I want to focus on tax refunds. Tax refunds have to do with the money you get back, of course. This is how much you overpaid in taxes. And when it comes to refunds, it seems like every client I've met with is either in one camp or the other to say, I want a refund or I don't want a refund. And I'm not saying there's a universally correct answer. It really depends on each client's situation. But this topic came up because I was meeting with a gentleman named Rick is 68 and has a pension and social security income as well as some withdrawals that he takes from his IRA we manage for him. And the subject of tax refunds came up because he was asking why he had to pay an extra tax bill because he was used to his whole life always getting a refund. It turned out when he started his social security income recently that he hadn't set up to have additional taxes withheld from that income. So bumped up his income, wasn't enough taxes paid in advance. So surprise, he got hit with a tax bill and come tax season. So he was meeting with me to make sure that he wanted us to withhold even more taxes because that's something we do for clients is making sure that whatever funds that we're dispersing out to them through their investments have an appropriate amount of taxes set up to be sent to the IRS on their behalf. That's why the topic came up because he was adamant he wanted to receive a tax refund. And that's great. And that's fine. But I thought this is such a common topic among baby boomers because we want to make your lives as simple as possible. We want things to be on autopilot. I imagine every client I have met with wants things to be as simple as possible as well. And that comes down to automating taxes being paid. And I think there's a, there are pros and cons to setting up your taxes to either anticipate having to pay more come tax season or rather to anticipate a refund coming back to you. Again, no perfect answer here, but I thought it would be helpful to highlight a few of the pros and cons on each side. The pros, of course, is you don't want to get a tax bill at all. You don't want any surprises, right? You just don't want to have to worry about how much do I have to set aside? Will my tax bill be higher or lower than next year? Some people just don't like the uncertainty. And so they would rather just have the certainty instead of for sure getting some money back. The other pro of having a tax refund is just the convenience of automating your tax payments, meaning that it's all built into your what your income is. So whether you're having a pension, Social Security, or IRA withdrawals as income, that there's taxes withheld. And there's a, a great level of convenience to, to having that done for you. And I guess the third largest pro that I've seen among clients is they just like to see that extra, we call it slush fund, coming back to them come tax season. It's just that extra amount, could be a few hundred dollars, could be a few thousand. Of course, it's all over the board sometimes for some clients, but if they can plan on a certain amount coming back, then that's what they use to splurge. Maybe they're getting a new TV, they're going to treat themselves out to go to eat several times, be what it may. Some people just like knowing that they're going to get money back, and there's nothing wrong with that. But on the flip side, if you haven't considered, there are also some cons, and I'll, maybe just one large con associated with getting a tax refund. And the reality is you're giving the government an interest-free loan, meaning if they owe you 
money back, that means they shouldn't have had that money to begin with, that they've had it in their coffers and they've been using it to fund whatever or just make interest off it themselves, whereas you could have had that in your pocket the whole time. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a modest refund, right, within uh, a few hundred dollars or more. But what I get concerned about is when clients are so comfortable and, and excited around getting a refund of the few thousand dollars or several thousand dollars, I don't think that's something to cheer about because in, in the baby boomer stage, most things are pretty routine, right? We're not expecting huge bonuses. Inheritances generally don't cause our taxable income to jump. There just aren't that many surprises. There will be things here and there that will change your lifestyle or income from time to time. But those should be anticipated for the most part from what I've seen with our baby boomer clients. So if it means you're getting a significantly large tax refund, there must be a good explanation for that. And if it is a good one, it means it's a one-off occurrence. It's not something that's, that we should anticipate every year. Why are we leaving thousands of dollars on the table for the government to keep our own money? Some people don't like to pay the government a, a dollar more than they owe, and some might consider that tipping. I like to make it more lighthearted and just say, hey, you're very patriotic. Again, depending on which side of this issue you're on, you probably have strong feelings either way. So that's something that I feel is worth bringing up to clients, whether they expect a, con a consistent refund or whether they would prefer to pay a tax bill at the end of the year. There are advantages to doing the inverse every time. And it really comes down to what makes you sleep better at night. We can set up our clients' IRA withdrawals any way they want to withhold, depending on their tax bracket and their situation or their tax preference. It's really up to you. I feel giving perspective on both sides of the coin a literal coin, it seems, to a client is helpful for them to decide whether they like the current strategy they're doing and why. Again, no perfect answer here, but I would shy away from consistently getting tax refunds in the four figures and the thousands of dollars. The natural question that would come up at this point, I feel, is, well, I don't know how much to withhold. Maybe you're about to start your Social Security benefits, maybe a pension benefit, maybe an IRA etc. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to jump up in income. Am I going to jump up in a tax bracket? Even if not, then certainly my taxes are going to go up anyway. How much do I withhold? That's a pretty straightforward conversation that we have in our office with clients to determine where they are, where we think they will be, and what's an appropriate percentage to withhold. And by the way, just because if you're in, say, in this year, the, the tax brackets go from 0 to 10 to 12 to 22% and beyond, of course, just because you go from, say, the 22% marginal tax bracket and then your income is then starts to be taxed at 22%, please don't start withholding your taxes at 22% across the board, right? Because that's the highest point your income is being taxed at. We want to focus on what is your average tax rate. And it's pretty easy to do that if you have a consistent lifestyle, consistent income. But for those game-changing years where there's a significant change, that is going to require some planning. And you could get away with not planning, but you're either A, going to be surprised with how much you get back in a refund, or B, you're going to be surprised with a, a nasty tax bill, or C, if it's nasty enough and you don't correct the issue after a few years, you could be slapped with some penalties from the IRS if they feel that you're consistently not paying up taxes that you owe. I think that's another thing that is worthwhile to consider is during most of most clients' careers, they're used to have a certain amount of their wages withheld for taxes. 
So they really don't think about it, and all they expect is just, you know, again, a, a modest refund or a modest tax bill every year. When it comes to the retired stage, you have to confirm that these different income sources are withholding the taxes for you. Again, going back to, say, a pension, Social Security, IRA withdrawals, etc. If you don't, then you're going to either have to make adjustments so you have those withheld, or B, pay quarterly taxes, right? And that's something most people don't think of, but generally that's something that's applicable to business owners whose income may fluctuate consistently throughout the year. The deadline to pay your quarterly estimated taxes is the 15th day after the end of the quarter. To put it in simple terms, April 15th, July 15th, October 15th, January 15th. Those are the deadlines for your quarterly taxes. And again, that's going to take some planning and some work to determine, okay, how much do I estimate, right? I don't need to pay in my taxes. That's something that your accountant could help with, your financial advisor could help with, or a mix of both. We prepare taxes in-house, we have tax professionals, and when things get really technical and dicey, I tag team in our tax professionals and ask them to help me determine uh, the best answer to say something as simple as, how much should I withhold for my taxes? But if you're looking for a do-it-yourself solution, something simple, I'll include in the show notes a link to the IRS's tax withholding estimator. It's an online tool, and it helps you step through how to figure out how much should I be withholding from my taxes. Of course, always recommend a second opinion from a professional just to make sure that you're doing it right. So coming full circle, back to Rick, for those that you were sitting with bated breath, good news is he's set up to get a refund. He's a happy camper. Now it's just up to you to decide whether you want to be in that camp or on the other side. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and the experiences shared in this podcast may not be representative of all clients, as each individual's situation is unique. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for making financial, legal, tax, or investment decisions.